So um, we're just going to try and get Vanessa in, but we'll just have to make a start anyway, I think. Um, so let me just move that there. Well, welcome to our Alpha Online seminar, Maximizing the Moment. My name's Ben, and I'm on the Newcomers and Evangelism team. I'm the Newcomers and Evangelism pastor at Trent Vineyard, Nottingham. And I'm here with a few friends from Trent, too, who've all been involved in Alpha Online in different ways. And they're going to be sharing with their perspective um, from their perspective today. So firstly, we've got Nick. Nick, give us a wave. Hi. Nick is our amazing Alpha pastor at Trent, and she just basically implements the vision of Alpha. Um, and Anita, give us a wave, Anita. Hi, Anita, originally from Germany, is also on staff at Trent and particularly helps with all the practical aspects of Alpha, which are just so vital to making it work. Um, Luke. Hey, Luke. Hi. Uh, Luke, along with his wife, Jess, are leaders at Trent and some of our wonderful Alpha Group hosts. They've led a bunch of Alpha Groups in the past and just started another one on Tuesday just this week. Indeed. And um, we were going to have Vanessa, but can any of you guys see Vanessa on here? So um, we might be struggling to get Vanessa on. And I know she's trying, so I'm really sorry, Vanessa, that we can't get you on at the moment. Um, she is a lady who's um, done Alpha very recently. I've become a very dear friend, me and my wife, Lizzie. We met her on Alpha on the 28th of April, 2020, online, and um, she did that Alpha group with us. We're just so grateful for the chance to have this conversation with you today. We, <clears throat> we hope it's going to be especially helpful to you if you're planning to have a go at running Alpha online in your own context. And um, I'm sure everyone here is, will have heard about Alpha it's this amazing course, isn't it? Pioneered by HTB, um, looking at a series of big questions around the Christian faith. And I'm sure many of us will have been impacted personally by Alpha. I know it was pivotal for me coming to know Jesus some 20 years ago when I did my first Alpha course in Essex. And we want to start today by really honouring Nikki Gumbel and the Alpha UK team, because we just know um, just how much they've done for the church around the world, really. We're so grateful, we're so blessed by the amazing resources they provide, all for free. And their website, alpha.org.uk, is just simply brilliant. And it will give you everything you need um, and much more than we can probably say in our seminar today. I'm going to share with you our journey here at Trent Vineyard of adapting to Alpha Online over the last nine months and some of the things we've learned, the ups and downs along the way. And we've developed our set of um, alpha resources as well in-house, and um, we'll be referring to a, a few of those. And we're just gonna be happy to send you everything, like a pack of everything we talk about. So if you'd like that, all you need to do is email Anita. She's gonna put her email address in the chat. And if you email her requesting um, our, our stuff, we'll just send it all over to you. Um, Nick now is, I'm going to hand over to Nick, and she's going to talk a bit about um, the context of Alpha at Trent. So over to you, Nick. Thanks, Ben. Um, so we are absolutely passionate about Alpha um, at Trent, and we're passionate about it because we're passionate about people coming to know Jesus. And um, despite the difficulties and trickiness in 2020, we had one of the biggest Alphas we've ever had, Alpha Online. We had 138 people do the course and an average attendance of 114, which was just amazing. And our vision was and is the same as it always been for Alpha. It didn't change just because we went online. We believe that the Lord changes lives through Alpha. We've seen it so many times that people meet with Jesus and that their lives are changed. And you know, people go home to their families, they talk to them and their families' lives are changed. Some have got children, their children's lives are changed. You know, they, they start living in a Christian home. And in fact, generations are changed because of the lives that are changed through Alpha. So our passion and our vision for it didn't change. We usually do two physical Alphas during a year, one in the spring term, one in the autumn. And they're usually very centralized so we would all meet together in one room we would have different tables where people would have their meal and um, we would give quite a lot of direction from the front quite a lot of information the hosts would all meet together in one room before and after to have a briefing before and then a debrief 
So we started Alpha Online in April last year, and we've been starting Alpha groups much more often than we would have done if we were meeting physically. So last year we started 19 different alpha groups. Some were all together, a group of 11, but then we had a few rolling weeks where we started an alpha course week after week. And um, we've given more responsibility to the hosts, to the group hosts, and that has put more of a burden on them. But just to say that they've done such an amazing job at taking on that more responsibility. We've kept most of our team structure the same. Um, we Ben still oversees um, Alpha, he's on senior leadership team, and I've done continue to oversee the hosts and um, have been also leading one of the groups with my husband last year, and hopefully we'll get to lead one this year. Um, but other roles that are needed and that we've kept the same have been that we've needed somebody to lead the communication, we've needed somebody to recruit the host, train them, and then um, do the administration. And of course, to pray for the course. Anita, who's here, who Ben introduced, does a brilliant job at all the um, alpha admin, and we couldn't do it without her. And also she led the prayer group for the first course that we did last year. Um, and then of course, Luke's here, and he and his wife are on the, his wife Jess are on the alpha core team. And so now I'm gonna hand back to Ben. Thanks, Nick. Well, we haven't been able to get Vanessa on, but I'm just going to share a little bit about her story. I know she's watching. So, hey, Vanessa, we just love meeting Vanessa. And um, we had a bunch of people join us on, I think it was the 28th of April, 2020. There was six or seven people that zoomed in and we'd never met them. They were completely new. And we have this amazing moment of starting our Alpha Online journey. That was me and my wife, Lizzie. And then over the 13 weeks, we just became dear friends, really. And Vanessa went on a journey of meeting Jesus. She went on a journey of experiencing the Holy Spirit during our Alpha online sessions. And after one session, particularly on the Holy Spirit, I remember her texting on our group WhatsApp saying she was dancing around her apartment to Katy Perry's song, Fireworks, <laughs> just so overjoyed at the impact of the love of Jesus in her life in that moment. So it's just wonderful to see the change in Vanessa's life and how God has just been so using Alpha Online in her life. And another thing that happened was that one day she was walking around our local town, Beeston, and she suddenly looked at someone across and she thought, I recognize them from Alpha Online. And she, both of them had like a double take. Is it really you? Because they'd never met in person, her and another of the ladies on the course. And they, they thought it, they were, you know, sure enough that they, they thought it, it was them. And so they, they couldn't hug because of all the social distancing, but they were able to have a brief conversation and just for the first time meet in person. But really those depths of relationships um, Vanessa had experienced through the online course. And for her, like many, she was actually only able to do the course because it was online. Her work commitments, her life um, meant that coming to, coming to do the course physically um, would, be, would have been too difficult. But the fact that it was online meant that she could do the course and her life has just been so wonderfully impacted. She's become such a dear friend to me and my wife, Lizzie. And, um, and also we have the, have the chance now to have her in our small group that meets every week as well. So yeah, God bless you, Vanessa. Sorry you couldn't share today, but thanks for being here anyway. Now we're just gonna um, share um, our experience of Alpha Online, like a journey really. So we're gonna go step by step through how we prepare, the, from how we prepare the course, to all the different components right the way to how we end a course um, with what's next for the guests. Because we think that's gonna be the most helpful way for you to really um, sort of hear our experience. So I'm gonna hand over to Nick again for the first step, preparing for the course. Over to you, Nick. Thanks. So preparation, of course, is absolutely vital in making the course happen. Um, in the best way possible and we would say that you can never be too prepared so you it's important that you get set up with all the alpha resources um, you need to make sure that you download the film series and are ready for each week you might need to make a promo um, to get people involved you will need to get the training material and everything ready and there are so many helpful resources at, Al at the Alpha UK website. So you can go to alpha.org.uk 
um, to get all the resources. But then once you've got them, once, you've, once you have the resources, you need to shape them to be ready for your context. So don't forget to change the dates. You need to decide on the length of the course. And um, then, of course, it's important to recruit and to train your alpha hosts well before the course starts. And we know that this can be tricky because basically you're recruiting hosts for people who have not yet signed up, um, which can seem a little bit difficult. But in our experience, it's much easier to have too many hosts up and ready to lead an alpha group and then to say to them, we don't need you anymore um, for this particular course, rather than to start recruiting at the last minute. So recruiting hosts has to be key in preparation. And then they need to be trained in the practical things including how best to use Zoom. If you choose to use to do Zoom, then they need to know how to do it. And also in the pastoral things, like how to do ministry online. And it's important that they know what's happening on a week by week, um, on a week by week, running it week by week. So which video is being shown and what they need to talk about. And so we would make an alpha schedule for, for week by week. We also did some alpha training for the hosts when it was the Holy Spirit week, when it was ministry time. Um, and we did that on the first course, but we've since made a document which is available to any of you that would like it. Anita's really happy to email it to you if you would like that document about ministry time on the Holy Spirit week. And then uh, we still train the hosts in what their, their key roles are. And so that, of course, their key role, first of all, is to facilitate um, and to relate to the guests, not to teach, or correct, we would say that. We would say that if we were doing one in real life and one alpha online. And then the other one is the 80%, 20% rule, which if you've led an alpha course before, you'll know what I mean. So the hosts are encouraged to only speak for 20% of the discussion time and encourage the guests to all contribute for 80% of it. Um, and now Anita is going to talk about the different alpha online models. Yeah, thank you, Nick. Um, you will also need to decide which um, alpha online model you want to use and which one will fit best for you, your church and your guests. We as a team spent quite a lot of time thinking about this and the benefits and disadvantages of each model before we launched our first online alpha course. We did this for three different models. Firstly, there's a large group model where all the guests and all the hosts meet on one Zoom call. The host um, the Zoom call has in three parts, the welcoming of your guests and the hosts at the beginning with some intro and information, then watching the alpha video, followed by the breakout rooms for the discussion, which um, was previously the alpha table. We haven't done that model at Trend, but if you're interested, um, you will find more information on the alpha website. Secondly, there is a small group model we call pre-watch discuss. Here, only the table hosts meet with their own guests on a Zoom call. And this model has two parts. The first one is to pre-watch the video. And everyone need, would need to do this in their own time before you meet. And ideally, it should be done on the same day when you have the alpha session. And then the second part is the group discussion on Zoom. The main benefit of that model is you can run it with the basic Zoom account where you have a 40-minute limit on your meetings. The disadvantages are that the alpha video is not fresh in people's minds for the discussion and creating a group atmosphere um, is a bit harder because you have limited time and you don't spend um, as much time together as a group. Uh, we have done this model at Trend and we are very happy to send you our resources if you're interested. Drop me an email that I did put in the chat earlier. Thirdly, and finally, there is another small group model we call Welcome, Watch, Discuss. And we would say this is the optimum model, Welcome, Watch, Discuss. Again, only the group hosts with their own guests on a Zoom call. And this model has three parts. The first part is welcoming them on Zoom, about 15 minutes, where you can uh, do an icebreaker, get to know each other, or simply catch up with one another. And the second part is then watching the alpha video, all at the same time, but separately, everyone on their own device, while staying on the Zoom call, but be muted. 
And then the part three is having the group discussion on Zoom after watching the video. And you probably can already see what the benefits are and why we find that this is the optimum model. The welcoming time at the beginning really helps to create a great um, group atmosphere and the video is also fresh in people's minds for the discussion. If people leave their camera on while watching the video, you can also see some reactions of your guests as you would normally do when doing an alpha course in person. And that is really great. Um, the only thing with this model is that you would need to invest in a Zoom Pro account per group to have unlimited minutes for the meeting. We at Trend do this because we find that this is the best model. And you can imagine we use this model for most of our alpha groups. Um, and if you like the resources, again, just drop me an email. When you think about the models, don't forget the timings. How long is a session and how much time do you ask the host to invest in a week? Also, on which day and time are you going to do the course? We tried, tried online courses in the morning, the afternoon and evening over the last 10 months. Um, and the evening one was the most popular one. So we stick with that um, and the welcome watch discuss model. We do our course on a Tuesday for one and a half hours from nine, uh, from eight to nine thirty in the evening. Um, that's all about the models, and now back to you, Nick. Yes, um, to talk about getting people to sign up and show up to the course. So, as well as preparing for the course, it's as it's equally as important that you get people to sign up for the course because without any sign ups. There won't be a course um, and so we recommend that you make a comm strategy um, and you cover each way in which you're going to encourage people to come along to the course and get them to sign up so one key way of course is through social media and um, we all know that this one is the best way to get information out there generally to people at the moment. Um, although it's worth mentioning that we were involved in the Alpha UK national com campaign and the huge number of people who saw the posts, which was thousands, did not actually represent how many people signed up for the course or the, and the number of people who signed up for the course didn't actually represent the number of people who showed up to the course. So we would still say personal invitation is the best. You know, having been involved in the massive campaign and then done alpha courses we, where we've not had the massive campaign, we would still say that personal a personal invite is still the most effective way um, to get people to come on the alpha course. So work hard at mobilising and equipping your church to invite. Get it in your Sunday announcements. Get small groups to encourage people to invite people. You could make a video to be shown on a Sunday or to be shown again on social media, but through your church or flyers. We've even sent a GIF. Um, somebody created it um, and we sent gifts out to our friends and um, you can drop them a text or the whole church could get a text as a reminder to it to get them to invite people along to the course. And then also you need to make sure you've got a good sign up page. And we have found that this is really important. It needs to be embedded on your church website or on church suite if you use church suite. But it's important that you keep it simple, clear and engaging and make sure that you test it. So not just on the first week or on the first day that it comes out to send a test. We were still finding this week it's important to test it just now, the week before Alpha actually starts to make sure that people can still sign up and that it's still working properly. So keep it clear on who the course is for. Otherwise, you can end up, end up with lots of Christians on the course. Consider what questions you put on that form, on your sign-up form. So you might want to put on age um, because then you can organise your groups in that way. And for us, we did have um, a couple of people who signed up who were under 18, which was really important for us to know because once it's now that it's online, they need to have somebody with them on the computer screen and we had to get consent. So age, you might find is important. You might choose to put location on if afterwards you want to... Um, group your people so that they can actually meet physically um, together if that's what you want to do. You can look at our alpha page is still live at the minute. You can go to trentv.org forward slash alpha if you want to have a look at ours, but you might choose um, to put other things on or put 
less, yeah, put more on or put less on, depending on what you want to know. And then also for sign up and show up, pray, pray and pray and pray again, because we have found that once you've sent that personal invitation to know that there's a team of people praying and that you're praying individually and that the whole church is behind you praying for Alpha, it makes all the difference. So put that into one of your calendars, schedule it in, um, don't just take it for granted. And then getting people to show up to the course um, don't just rely on an automatic email which can be sent from church suite or from your church website. Um, make sure that either the alpha host, one of your hosts or one of your alpha team, this is what we do. One of our alpha hosts or one of our alpha team will call, will phone each guest before the course starts to help to get to know them, to introduce themselves. People are coming into a completely new context online and so they'll benefit from, from some personal contact. And if they don't pick up the phone, then we would follow it up with a text and say it was, you know, it was me that phoned and this is why I'm phoning to welcome you along to alpha. And the principle is that personal we use personal contact to connect and practical information will follow. And we have just found that that has made all the difference, that when we've connected with people on a personal level, then they've signed up, then they've showed up to the course having signed up. And now Nick's go uh, Luke's going to talk to us about um, his story of personal invitation. Yes, thank you. So just to briefly share a bit about um some personal experiences of invitation from a table post perspective. Um, my wife and I have hosted on, on several courses now, a couple in person, a couple online, and we've always found varying kind of uh, experiences of inviting people. Um, I remember the first course we, we ever did as, as table hosts, I was working in a chemical company, I was a researcher, and I had about 12 colleagues I wanted to invite, and I would find time during, it took about two weeks or something, to go up and down the labs every day, look for people on their own, and invite them kind of on their own, with a long personal invitation, um, really heartfelt, and I got absolutely everyone said no. Um, they were polite, but absolutely everyone said no. And then my wife was working for a charity. Um, she had a few women that she wanted to invite, waited till they were kind of on their own with just a few people in the background, gave them a bit of a spiel about Alpha, um, handed them some cards, and then there were two other background, and she thought, well, you know, it'd be rude to not hand them one as well. So I handed them one. Um, the, the two who said uh, that, that she was aiming the invitation at both said yes, um, but then didn't come. Um, and one of the guys in the background, um, who she handed the card to, she didn't really know at all, said, you know, actually, I've got a lot of questions. I'm going to come on this course. Um, ended up bringing a friend, was healed um, on the on the healing night, um, attended the, the first steps of the Jesus course that we do at Trent as well, and then got baptized, now part of a small group, both of them, um, including the friend that he brought along. Um, so that was just really a, an amazing experience. Um, after that, I kind of learned my lesson and thought, you know, I'm just going to invite everyone and, and, and not think too much about it. So when I changed jobs, I'm now working at the university. I had about 14 colleagues, um, all scientists, all researchers, in a room at one point. And I thought, I'm just going to invite everyone at once. So I kind of you know, cleared my throat, tapped the table a bit, got their attention, um, gave like a massive group invitation, then went around handing out 14 flyers. And then to, to my surprise, eight of them turned up. So we had a group, a table that was entirely these, these scientists. And that made for some incredible um, discussion, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, and yeah, then, then moving online, I think we've invited, it feels like hundreds of people, it's probably, probably more like 50 or something, but a lot of people say no, um, but it's a lot easier to invite people um, online, we just kind of send messages out. Um, the first online course we did, we had everyone say no, except um, Jess's mum, who tuned in from 3am in Vietnam, um, which was just, of course, uh, we didn't expect that at all. Um, and then some uni friends of ours said they don't want to do the alpha course, but they did want to meet us for kind of discussions on more of a philosophical basis um, separately. So we've been meeting with them separately since then as well. Um, so the overall message I think that we've learned is that it's very hard to predict who will say yes to these invites. Um, we just kind of get as many invites out as we can. We're obedient. We just trust God. Um, he can do a lot, you know, with our small efforts. Um, and, and there is a lot of power behind these personal invitations. Um, and the only other thing I was going to say is that we found also online is quite a unique opportunity where we can invite close friends and family members who might not live in the same city um, to also come on an alpha course with us who, who they know well. Um, and yeah, it might be worth thinking about that opportunity as well. But yeah, thanks. Over to Anita. Yes, thank you so much, Luke, for um, sharing and for so encouraging to hear how many um, invites you put out. Um, I'm just going to talk about what happens during the course. We have found that we need to do everything we can to keep our guests engaged and um, our hosts equipped for each session. 
We have takeaway sheets for each week that contains a brief summary of the video, questions that the hosts can use to start the discussion off. And for our guests, we have some um, extra resources like uh, recommended links and, or, and readings. And the hosts send these takeaway sheets out after each session to, the, um, to their guests. The hosts will also do some strategic announcements during the course. And they are usually an intro to worship, um, what we do if someone says yes to Jesus, because we would love to send them a gift. And some info about our Sunday services, newcomer events and small groups. And they also invite the guests to the first steps this Jesus course, which is our follow up course after Walfa. In the schedule we send to our hosts before the course, we include some guidance notes, how to and even scripts and text templates they can use to do those announcements. And to have the host equipped for the session, how can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? We provide a very detailed agenda um, for them that they can use for that session. And Nicola is now going to say something about communication. Yes, we ask the hosts, the group hosts, um, to set up a WhatsApp group that they can use with their guests. Even from week one, we ask them to do this now that it's gone online, because it's by far the best way of communicating with everybody at the same time. But the way that we do it is on week one, we ask the hosts to say that they are going to set up a WhatsApp group um, tomorrow, which the next day, the day after the Alpha course. Um, and so if anybody doesn't want to be in it, then could they let them know that they would like to opt out and then they'll get sent a text or an email if that's what they prefer. And we have found that the majority of people are up for being part of the WhatsApp group and it's been um, definitely the best way to communicate things and that they can send out um, reminders and let them know what week it is and just encourage each other on prayer requests. So we set up the WhatsApp group for the Alpha group hosts with their guests. And then we also have an alpha, uh, an alpha WhatsApp group for the Alpha hosts who are all leading a group at the same time. And we found that this is a really brilliant way for encouraging each other. I put the details on for the alpha debrief, which is going to happen at the end of the evening. So we found that those WhatsApp groups have been really important. And also we ask that all groups keep to time. Um, we ask that they do this because for our guests, then they know that exact for us, it's by 9.30 p.m. It starts at 8. By 9.30 p.m. the evening will be finished and guests will be logged off. But the other reason is that we have a host debrief um, at 9.30 on a Tuesday evening where all the group hosts come together. We just have a little chat about how the evening's gone and um, this can last, sometimes it might only last 10 minutes, sometimes it might go on to half an hour, although I do say 10 o'clock is the absolute deadline again, because our hosts also need to know what time their evening will be finished. So it just depends on how many groups there are. We've had up to 13 groups all debriefing at the same time, quite briefly, but then sometimes it's just one or two or three groups, and then they can spend a little bit more time just talking about what happened during the evening. So Ben is now going to talk about what happens after the course. Yes, and love the comments people are putting in the chat. Thank you, Karen, who said that she loved the stories from Luke. So good. Thank you. And David's got a question there. Is it better for an inviter to attend with their invitee? We would, we would encourage that. We would say, yeah, go for that, especially maybe for the first week, first few weeks. And then if there's an opportunity to have a conversation um, with the inviter, it might be that you say to them, you know, if they've settled in, then you don't have to come anymore. But if, you, if you'd like to carry on, then that's fine too. And thanks, David, for that question. And also just to say there'll be some Q&A at the end. So do put any questions in the chat there and then we'll get onto those later. So carrying on our Alpha journey, what happens after the course? We know that coming to the end of Alpha is a crucial moment, really. Will the guests continue to press into their journey they've started or will it fade away? Uh, and we want to do everything we can to serve our guests and make sure they have the best and the clearest opportunity to continue. And uh, we found lots of the guests are also naturally asking that question, what's next? What's next for me? I've enjoyed this Alpha experience. Where do I go from here? So in the final week, we make a feature of that question. We take 10 minutes or so for the group hosts to explain what is next. And we've got the following options. Number one, we've got our follow-up discipleship course that's been mentioned called First Steps with Jesus. 
That runs over about seven or eight weeks. And it's really designed for people who've made that initial decision to follow Jesus. And they're working out, what do I do practically to have that come into my life more? So we use a combination of um, some material from Andy Stanley, the American pastor, and some of our own teaching material. But basically, it's a very similar format to Alpha Online. Number two, we mentioned baptism. People, especially who've said yes to Jesus, we want to encourage them to get baptized. And so we have a number of preparation meetings that people can come to and also regular baptism services. Um, number three, small groups. These are really the foundational community um, sort of building block at Trent. And we love to encourage people just to come and try a small group. We recommend why not try one that your leaders go to or another guest that you become friends with go to first. Number four, just encourage people to come to attend our Sunday services. Um, in person, we'd say get together before the service and ha you know, have a drink and then come into the service. Or online, if there's a WhatsApp group, you can send messages you know, to, to encourage people to tune in online and chat about what they've heard after the service. And number five, finally, reunions. We love to encourage a good alpha reunion. And um, we're still desperate to have like an in-person reunion for um, our alpha group. Many of, you know, they've all met online, but how great is it going to be when we can get together and hopefully have a barbecue or something in the summer? Now, after the group host has explained these options, we ask the guests to fill in an online feedback survey where they can share their reflections on alpha, but also select the options they're interested in. So actually the way we do that is part of an alpha night. So we all say, okay, everyone, pens down, just, you know, we're gonna just encourage you right now, go to this link, this Google survey, and everyone at the same time, fill this in together. And we just find that's the best way for everyone to have the momentum to do it. And in that survey, they can tick the options they're interested in. They can also tick whether they have made a decision to say yes to Jesus, um, either for the first time or as a recommitment. And then we can follow those guys up with resources and those kinds of thing, those kinds of things. And um, yeah, we find the advantage of this survey, this feedback, um, is that it's really, really encouraging for us to hear what's happened and people's reflections. It helps us make any tweaks to the alpha course. Number two, it gives the, the guests the opportunity to sign up to the things they're interested in, which allows us to then communicate with them about those things. And number three, as I said, if they've said yes to Jesus, we can then follow those guys up, phone them, send them resources and that kind of thing. Now, two of the hosts who've had an amazing journey at seeing their alpha groups continue on are again, Luke and Jess. So here's Luke again to talk about their experience with that. Thanks, Ben. So just, just a bit about our story from a recent online group we had. Um, we found the group gelled very quickly at the start of alpha. I'm more a big fan of some good icebreakers myself. I think my favorite is probably um, when you were young, what did you want to be when you grew up? I think I always get some really fantastically entertaining answers. Um, but also team games like catchphrase and stuff like that works well. And we were surprised at how well actually at the beginning the conversation like works um, online during Alpha. We found that everyone having their mics turned on was easier so people could kind of chip in a bit rather than go around in a monologue um, taking it in turns. Um, and then throughout the course, we did see kind of people's personalities start to change, even just from, from meeting through Zoom. Um, I think for a lot of people, this might be the only place where they get to discuss some of these deeper issues, things like forgiveness. Um, it means people connect on a, a deeper level than they do perhaps in, in society, uh, and they open up a lot. So I've got one quote that I want to share from, from one member of our group going through the Alpha course. He said, I can only justify my journey through the Alpha course as a true miracle. The course has taught me much about Jesus, but it has also taught me how to forgive, heal, and grow as a person. I know we have made some lifelong friends through the Alpha course, and I look forward to continuing my journey following Christ with them in our new small group. So, so during the course, we had a couple of people say yes to Jesus. We had a couple of people who probably weren't ready to make that decision. And we had a couple who probably had made it before this course began, um, but were kind of at the beginning of that journey. And then towards the end, we had one group member actually who asked in our group WhatsApp, can we turn this into a church small group? Um, and that kind of light bulb in, in, in my mind, because Jess and I have been recently thinking about now might be the right time to, to start a small group. And I can see actually when I look back in my prayer journal, about a month or two beforehand, I'd written, 
now is the time to start a small group. And I had no idea how we were going to do that. I'd just written it. It's the great thing about prayer journals, isn't it? I had no idea how we were going to do that. But then, of course, this opportunity came and thought, right, yes, this is probably it then. Um, so we messaged all of our guests in our alpha group individually, um, asking would they be interested in this. About 13, I think, we had in our group at that time. Um, and eight of them said yes. So then we straight after the alpha course finished, went into meeting as a small group, doing um, did a couple kind of intro sessions to, to church and belonging and, and believing and things, but then straight into Bible study, into worship and, and prayer. And I think I was surprised personally at how well that actually works. You know, I think I thought that people, I shouldn't have been surprised really at how good the Bible is, but I, I thought, you know, people after seeing Nicky Gumbel laugh every week and he's so entertaining and stuff, they'd come to the Bible and they'd be like, this isn't the same as Nicky Gumbel. Um, but actually, of course, it worked really well. They were such, they were so engaging. Um, and it was just amazing to see the Bible come to life for these people, a lot of them for the first time. Um, and then we went on to do the first steps course that was mentioned, um, which was really good, looking at topics like sin, trust, um, the Holy Spirit, grace in more detail, um, which was great fun. Um, and then back into a small group routine after that. And it feels now like a really close group, um, almost almost a year on. Um, but we did have some some new people join us and, you know, they've been welcomed and they've integrated well. I think it's been a really good um, sort of case study as to how an alpha group can transition into a small group within the life of the church and it can be can be really successful. So yeah, that's what I've got to say. Thanks. Thanks so much, Luke. And um, now myself, Nick and Anita are just going to share a few other little reflections before we move on to a time of Q&A shortly. So just a couple of reflections each, I think, over what we've learned from this Alpha online journey. Firstly, I want to say that the Holy Spirit sessions, there's a question I know in the chat and we'll, we'll come to that in the Q&A, but the Holy Spirit sessions really surprisingly work amazingly well online. We, in our group, invited the Holy Spirit to come after the Alpha video, how can I be filled with the Holy Spirit, just like we would do in person, but just online. And we had an amazing experience of people um, sensing the Lord's peace and presence in their lives, some um, in you know, a, a sort of tangible, very tangible way. We had um, some prophetic words that we were able to share with people, one of which, you know, really sort of shocked some, shocked one of the one of the participants in a, in, a, in a good way. It was just the Lord speaking directly into, the, into their situation. And, and by that time, we were kind of nine or 10 weeks into the course. So there was a, a sense in which it was a journey for everyone to see that word shared and, and, and this person respond um, so positively to that word. So it was something we could all share in, share in together in that moment. So the Holy Spirit, should, Holy Spirit times are amazing. The Lord comes in power as he always does. Yes, um, we also find it um, really encouraging to see people to join us from all over the world. We had a guy from Sri Lanka on our last course uh, that just finished before Christmas. Um, and he is five and a half hours ahead of us. So instead of starting Alpha at 8 p.m. in the evening, he started it at 1.30 in the night. Um, and he came to most sessions and he's now doing our follow-up course, um, First Steps with Jesus. And it, that is so amazing to see people, you know, being willing to join at a time when most people would sleep. Yeah, people form strong bonds of friendship despite never meeting in person. And we've seen that in most of our groups. Um, I know in one of our groups, well, in at least one of our groups, the, the people formed friendships and then went on to do um, first steps together and then went on to join an online connect group, which is a, is like a small, a small group, but online um, that we're running at Trent. So they became friends. And also I know of one group who they, when we were allowed to meet six people all together in the park in the summer after the course, I know that six of them went along and sat in the park to meet in real life and have become really good friends. Um, so yeah, that's been brilliant. Yeah, the depth of conversation and interaction again was really surprising that people just zoom in on week one and suddenly they're, they're opening up as we have seen before in person in our Alpha courses in person. They're just opening up about really um, deep, meaningful things and, and enjoying the conversation in that way. So another really surprising reflection that it works online as well. Yeah, and some guests can only make it to an alpha online for a number of reasons like childcare or the distance to travel or other mobility issues or also anxiety going to a place they've never been before. Um, and we've got some really positive feedback from single parents who could not have done an alpha in person, which means that they would not have done alpha by now. Um, so God is clearly, uh, God has clearly brought something good for them uh, despite, you know, or in the middle of this pandemic. 
And there's definitely benefits for being um, online hosts. In some ways, it's easier to serve as an online host than it was when we met at the warehouse. You don't have to arrive at 7 p.m. and leave at 11 p.m. You can just log on to your computer at 8 and be finished at 9.30. Um, so it's also been easier for some couples to serve together who've never been able to be hosts at the same time due to babysitters or because one of one of the couple um, get home late, usually from work, and then can't get to actually be at the Alpha course. So we have had great feedback from our online hosts. Brilliant. So we're, we're just gonna move into a time of Q&A in um, a minute. Do add any more questions um, there that you want us to address. And just before that, Nick, where are we gonna go from here? Might be a question that people are asking. Where, what are we gonna do when we can meet again in person? What are we yeah, gonna do? Good question. And we will go back to meeting physically together once we can. Um, so we will run some real person alpha courses, but we also realize that there is definitely a place for online alpha. And um, so we're going to make um, space for both in our strategy. We believe that having a meal together um, is biblical, that meeting together, you know, sharing a meal together. And so we will keep that because that is still great. But we also realize that some people um, would prefer to do it alpha online and we've definitely heard stories of that but for some people they can't do alpha online or they won't do alpha online maybe because they don't like it they haven't got a computer or they can't use the technology and so we just want to make it available for absolutely everybody so i think we probably need to incorporate both into our alpha plan brilliant so let's um just start this time of q a there's there's loads of questions coming in so that's brilliant. And do feel free to put any questions in the chat there. We'll get to as many as we can. So, Nick, I'm going to ask you first the question from Gareth. What's the minimum number of people that you will run an alpha for? Um, well, um, I would... That might speak into the kind of rolling courses approach we've done a little yeah, bit Yeah, definitely. So we, um, I was going to say just one. We would we would run it for one. If we've got a host and it's, you know, it's a friend. If Luke wanted to do alpha with one of his friends or colleagues from work, then we would say you can do it definitely um, if it was online. But actually the courses, we have had groups with um, only two people in. I think, can I answer another question as well? I think I can, Ben, that said something like how many people would you have normally in a group so we would normally have um between probably eight to i think 13 has been the maximum within one online alpha group but we've also had um a group that ran for two just two people three people um guests this is plus the leaders um so we've we've run alpha courses just for as low as two or three people and of course we would do it just for one jesus would do it for one so we need to be be up for it Brilliant. Um, and a question for Anita, which version do we use? The film series or Nikki Gumbel's talks or do we do live talks ourselves? Any thoughts on that, Anita? Yeah, so we don't um, do live talks on the online version because we have the different um, groups. So we don't have a, um, the one big Zoom call for everybody. Um, so we do the film series that um, uh, are recorded from Nikki Gumbel and we, you know, so we, the hosts send out the links to their guests that they normally can click on the video and just watch it there and then. Yeah, that's brilliant. And a question here, do we incorporate worship into the course over Zoom? Luke, you might want to speak into how your group has experienced that and how does the worship work and when does it come in in the course and how have you found that? Yeah, I think similar to how we used to do it in person. We'd, after a number of weeks, I can't remember exactly which week it was, week four or five or something, we'd start introducing one or two worship songs before um for the talk we did that in person and then we've done the same thing online um so after a number we don't do it for the first few weeks but after a while we start introducing just sort of one worship song and we tend to do it through youtube with a, a lyric video um preferably one that has like the whole verse at a time rather than one line because if you're using a share screen then if there's a bit of lag then it doesn't really work um but otherwise using a share screen through youtube with a lyric video um, works works pretty well, I think. And you can share your computer audio as well. So the sound doesn't come out of your speakers into your microphone, but the sound actually just comes out of the other people's speakers by sharing computer audio um, through Zoom. 
so that that works really well and people have it's hard to tell how, how much people are engaging because sometimes they might turn their, their cameras off um but i think people do enjoy it you know we let people just say if they want to sit back and relax and listen to the lyrics they can do that or if they want to stand up and sing they can do that as well so yeah brilliant thanks luke and with everything in alpha it's so important to explain what's going to happen and make it really accessible so we might say something like it's you know it's a little bit like karaoke that the words are going to come up it's going to be singing you can join in if you want to you don't have to just you know use this time however you want to in your alpha journey so we try and make it very sort of um, pragmatic and, and simple so people don't feel like they don't know what's happening. Um, there's a great question here from Verity, um, which we come back to over and over again. She says, my team feel the urge to answer all the questions that arise and speaking to times when guests share, i.e. they might have feelings of guilt and so on. What would you advise about the balance of opening questions to the group and hosts speaking? So the one we really say over and over again is the 80-20 rule. I think Nick said it already, but just we keep reinforcing it to each other as well. So the idea of that is that in the discussion time, 80% of the conversation should be the guests speaking and around 20% should be the hosts. So by the time you're into discussion, the guests in their overall evening have already received a lot of content. They've listened to a, a video that might be 25, 28 minutes long, all about the Christian faith or a particular question. They've, they've had that sort of experience of being taught. So we want to encourage our hosts. It's not a time now for teaching. We're not looking for a teacher model in that moment. We're, we're more looking for a, a sort of pastoral um, model where we're creating a, a safe environment where people feel they can share honestly. And, and they're not going to be told that their view is wrong or right. They're just going to be listened to. And others in the group can then sort of bounce off ideas that they respond to as well. Um, Nick, you might want to add um, one or two things to that as well. Well, I was just going to say that for hosts who've never hosted a group before, we spend an evening looking at questions that might come up um, with them, either in person or online. And so we practice, we actually do a little bit of role play. And sometimes one of us, one of the leaders might play that person um, who's asking the questions, but just to reiterate that we encourage people, yes, to ask open questions, but then not to keep chipping in or to talk for the whole evening. Um, and I think the debrief sessions are good for the hosts in that respect as well, because sometimes people have shared, especially when it's been online and just said, it was really quite difficult to stick to the 80-20 rule because some people were quite quiet um, at being up for speaking on Zoom where others have just said, oh, I felt like I had a great evening. You know, the 80-20 rule comes up quite a lot. And so, you know, I've had a great evening and uh, really felt like it was um, the guests who were talking the most. And that always feels like the best kind of evening. So I think, yeah, we do training and we just encourage it week after week that that would be the best thing. Yeah, Gareth's made a good point in the chat. If you've only got very few guests or a small group, it might not work as well because you might end up with similar to what Nick's saying, sort of awkward silences. So it does depend a bit on the group dynamics um, and the number in the group, but we're certainly aiming for that, um, that as, a, as a guideline, really. So what other questions have we got? How do we do the Holy Spirit sessions online? Um, Nick, do you want to start us off with this? How do we actually practically do that? There's these three videos on the Holy Spirit, yes. aren't there? Uh, who is the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit do? How can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? But how do we... How do we do it online? So we have chosen to do, for all the online sessions, we've chosen to con continue with the Tuesday evenings. I know that um, at Alpha, at HTB, they've chosen to do them on a Saturday morning, which I think has worked brilliantly as well, where they show two out of the three videos um, all in one morning and do the experience in, you know, receiving from the Holy Spirit during that morning. But we've separated it into three completely separate sessions. The first two, um, we've done as all the other sessions where we welcome we watch the video and then we discuss it um and some people are much further along knowing about the holy spirit some people have never even heard of the holy spirit in a an alpha in a church context um and so we do those two sessions like that and then the third one how can i receive from the holy spirit we actually encourage our hosts and we give them um, a script to help them which we're happy to send to any of you here um, I, as I said we did a training evening on it for the first time that we ran it but then we found it easier just to put it all into a document Anita did a great job so if you if you would like to receive that then um, just just ask for it and um, so we explain 
for them what to do. Literally, it says, ask the Holy Spirit to come. Say, come Holy Spirit. And so the, the hosts know that that's what they're, they're going to say. It then says to wait for a few minutes. Literally, get your watch out, time it, wait on the Holy Spirit. Um, and then a few, you know, top tips about... Um, you might be feeling something. So we encourage them to do that. And also the other thing that we've done with our alpha hosts is that we've we've done that session for the alpha hosts and we've actually waited on the Holy Spirit ourselves, um, which was a wonderful time. Um, so that's how we do it over three Tuesday evenings. So we incorporate that into the course. A few people are asking for that script and um, we would love you to, we'd love to send everything we have really. So all you need to do is email Anita.schwartz at trentvineyard.org. Anita, you're going you're gonna to have a busy week, I think. But um, just email her and we'll send you everything we can. Um, also, David, you've been asking about the host training. Um, we'd really want to make our host training available to, to you and to other churches. Um, so we'd love to send you our host training. We've got a PowerPoint. We've got sort of um, a structure of how we do that as well. So we'd, we'd love to send you all of our training material for our hosts. And, and, and needless to say, the Alpha UK training is is where we get it all from anyway so if you're interested go to the alpha uk website and they've got amazing training resources there too we had a question earlier on which was do you do food from from andy um i suppose that's not particularly at the moment but 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 previously did we do food and the answer is certainly yes anita i don't know if you're still there if you can just mention um just just a little bit about how, how food would work when we're, when we're meeting in person? Yes, so um, we do food when we meet in person. We don't do it when we do it online. Um, when we meet in person, um, we sometimes have, you know, over 100 people. Um, so we have a, a, a whole bunch of volunteers who does the cooking for all the guests. And, of course, we do um, uh, cook special um, stuff for people who have dietary, dietary requirements. Um, and we are looking forward to that day when we can do an alpha in person again and offer a meal beforehand. Yeah, and the people normally would sit then already in their table group where they, you know, they share the food together before they then have the, watch the video and have the discussion afterwards. Yeah, and I must say the food is really good. By the time you get to the end of eight or nine weeks, you, you sometimes have maybe added a few pounds in my experience because we always do nice desserts as well. So it's, it's really brilliant. And Andy, you say you order pizza twice during the course for your guests. Wow, I want to come <laughs> along to your one. That sounds amazing. We actually do a fish and chip night traditionally mm -hmm. on the last night of Alpha where we're looking at what is the church. And that's often when we do what's next as well. Um, this is all making me just want to meet back in person, though. I'm sure you're the same. And we are really hoping for that day to come soon. Definitely. Um, there was a couple of other questions. Do fire away. We've got a few minutes left. So do add any more questions you'd like to in the chat. I'm just trying to find one that came up earlier that I don't think we got to. Oh, yes. A question about the resources for our first steps course. Yeah, we'd love to share that. Um, with you as well, Karen. So similarly, if you just email Anita, um, we, 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 can, we can share sort of a, a structure of how we do that and the resources for our First Steps course. Um, yes. So brilliant. Any other questions? Do pop them in the chat. Or any of the team, if, if you can see any we've missed. I, um, ben, I've just read one. How do you engage, encourage different personality types? And I think this has been been a lot more, well, apparent probably since we've been online, especially with people who are less willing to talk. Um, and the group that we led, my husband and I led, there were a few people who would not have just been willing to answer the question without us asking them directly. And so we found on lots of the weeks, we would literally have to ask, you know, just say to them, oh, you know, Jenny, what, what do you think about that question? Um, and then actually when asked directly, they were up for answering. Some people, we, we um, didn't need to ask them, of course. So yeah, we do try to engage all different personality types. The people who are talking, um, you know, we would say to the hosts, if they're talking for a really long time, then don't, don't feel bad about saying, oh, thank you so much, Ben. Thank you. That's, you know, that, Wait, let's hear from somebody else now. Um, just to make sure that everybody gets a chance to talk who wants to talk. I hope that answers the question. Brilliant, thank you. Also, there's a question about baptisms. How are we coping with baptisms, baptisms at this time? Well, I must say, Richard, it's been a pretty, it's been a journey for us. It's so sad that we, we haven't been able to do them in the normal way. 
but we did have our first remote baptism service um, a couple of weeks ago. So I'm just going to post a, a little video in the chat there, which is um, a film of, 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 of that. And so in that video, you'll see 10, 10 people getting baptized. Nine of them were in a residential rehab center. So they were able to all be together and we hired a hot tub for them to get baptized in. And then we had one chap as well who actually um, got baptized at home. His wife baptized him in the bathroom and he got a, um, a paddling pool from Amazon and filled it up with water and got it got baptized in there. And we had John and Debbie, our senior pastors, um, join over Zoom and actually run the sort of baptism liturgy and responses and actually the, the sort of baptisms over Zoom. And then we put a video together and showed it to the church the following week um, so everyone could celebrate together. So, yeah, that, that was a, a learning curve for all of us. Pivot, pivot, pivot is the, the word of the season, isn't it? So that's what we did for our baptisms. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking for more options of, of how to do things in the future. Yeah. Any other questions? I'm, we're, I know we're running out of time. What are your top tips for a team of novices, new hosts running an alpha course? That is a brilliant question, Sophie. Um, Luke, um, you've run a few alpha groups now as a host. What are your top tips for someone who perhaps, like Sophie, might be doing it for the first time or, or trying to help people doing it for the first time? Yeah, I would, I would reiterate what, what Nick said earlier about doing some kind of host training. Um, it's definitely worthwhile because it's very natural, I think, um, if you've been a Christian for a while, especially when you hear people sort of responding to the video to be like, oh, no, no, that's not what Christians believe or, oh, no, you've misunderstood that. Um, that's kind of the first instinct that pops into host's head. Um, so this kind of training beforehand where you talk about the idea of the, the teaching comes from the video. This is more like facilitating a, an open discussion where people can be vulnerable um, and share different perspectives. Um, I think the training is very important. Um, and as Nick said, I think we've got documents and stuff which we can send out with all that kind of info there. Um, but yeah, the biggest ones, I think the, the hardest ones are not, not speaking yourself and not correcting people. Um, and, and I think someone even put a, a question in the comments saying, how do you handle difficult questions? I think hosts are quite scared sometimes of thinking, you know, what if someone asks a really tough theological question, you know, like, um, is God pro-slavery because of the Amalekites in the Old Testament or something like that? And you think, oh my goodness, how's this person got this question? Um, and we kind of encourage hosts, they don't need to have all these answers. Um, in fact, a lot of the time when a big question comes, the best option is kind of to open it up, kind of deflect it, open it up to the whole, whole group and say, you know, I've got a few thoughts on this, but I'd love to hear what other people think about this. You know, does anyone else have any perspective? Has anyone heard about this idea of slavery in, in the Bible or um, what it says about that? And um, yeah, just kind of get other people's perspectives, let them kind of chat to each other a bit. And then maybe you can add a little bit of a, an answer at the end if you want, if they're kind of pressing you for something. Um, but if you don't know, then you can always just say, you know, uh, I need to have a think about this and can I let you know next week? Um, or if you'd like, this is a bigger issue. We don't have time for this now. Um, you know, can we chat about it over WhatsApp? You can message me your questions. Um, and even some questions around suffering and stuff like that, people might bring up early on in the course. They might be like, well, why does God allow suffering in week one when you're just thinking about, you know, is there a God? And you might say, well, that actually comes up a bit later on in the course. So perhaps we'll park that question for now, but it's a great question. And when it comes up in the future weeks, we can then open it up for more of a discussion time. Um, and that also gives you a bit more time to have a think about what you might like to say. Um, but just encourage people not to feel like the weight or the responsibility of the difficult questions, I think is good. Really helpful, Luke. And on our takeaway sheets, we have some books that we recommend for people to look at further if they do have big questions. And for, for, for people doing it for the first time, so if I think the um, word that Jordan Seng brought today about trying was just amazing. If everyone hasn't, hasn't watched that, it was in the morning um, session today. And just success is a blessing, but trying, trying is a triumph. And I was really struck by that. And, and I think we've learned so much in our journey um, of Alpha Online. And there have been some highs and lows, and there have been some times where we thought, we don't know if this is going to work. We don't know if anyone's going to come. We don't know if the Holy Spirit session is going to work. Loads of things where we just thought we're just probably going to have to have a go and then just give ourselves as a team license to fail, almost license to come back and say, well, don't worry. Just let's just give it a try and see what happens. And then if it doesn't work, we'll know for next time because we're, we're in this stage, aren't we, of this pioneering. We need to be um, so reactive at the moment to, to everything and try things in these different ways. So, um, yeah, that's, that's been our experience. But, yeah, we've loved spending this time with you. 
Um, Nick, our Alpha Pastor, I'm going to invite her just to pray. A number of people have been saying it's been really helpful. We're just so grateful for your encouragement, everyone who's who's saying um, encouraging things. Thank you so much. And and we really do want to um, send all of our resources over to you. So do do email Anita. But Nick, why don't you just pray um, for everyone who might be especially in that place of working out how to do Alpha online and having a go themselves? Lord Jesus, we thank you for Alpha and we thank you that you work through that amazing course to change lives and to bring people who to know you, Lord. We thank you that we've seen people's lives change, families changed and generations changed because of it. And Lord, we pray for every person who's here watching this seminar, Lord. We pray that you would equip them, that you would guide them, that you would give them wisdom, Lord, to do the best job that they can to run an alpha course at the place that you've called them to run it, Lord Jesus. And we pray that you would go before them. We pray you would provide the hosts, you would provide everything that they need and um, that they would see people come to know you. Lord, we pray protection on all the courses that are running at the minute and all the courses that are going to be running throughout this time um, as we still run them online. We thank you for each other and we pray for each other, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.